This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, lovely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you remember your sex education? Was it helpful to you? Was it filled with scientific information rather than real, practical advice? I'm Degree Weight, and this is the real sex education. Every other week, I'll be posing sex questions busting sex myths and opening up our mailbox to answer your relationship conundrums but in order to do this i need an expert a sexpert if you will but the only sex and relationship therapist i know is my mum hello mum hello digs hello and welcome to the real sex education i'm Diggy wait and i'm joined as ever by accredited sex and relationship therapist kate campbell hello mum hello digs how are you today mum i'm good thank you how are you that's I'm very very good. I realised that like on most podcasts they just go you're right and they have a little chat mm. and they go you know and they just talk about their weeks. I never ask you how you are. You it's do. always our guests that have to. Do I? Yeah, I don't ask you how you are. Oh well, I'm very glad to that you've asked me because usually I think we just dive straight in and we're like right today we're talking about bisexuals. Mum, what is it? Uh, which is hang, now what I'm going to do. Is it raining? Just a minute. Just a minute. Hang on. Oh, I forgot you got your bloody window open. This is terrible news. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm really sorry, but if it starts to rain, I've got to go and bring my chairs in. I do like this. A number of times, Mum will be like, "Right, I am desperate to dry my clothes the proper way. I'm going to hang them up outside, and I'm going to dry them outside. And I'll get and I'll look outside, and I'll be like, it's just cloud out there. But you're like, nope, I'm going to put them up out there. And you'll be out somewhere, and you'll text me, and you'll go, Diggs, it's raining. Take this time.'" <laughs> When's the last time that happened? Well, not long ago because oh, I've moved out for three years. That's probably why. Right, right okay, but what? But the the oh, the sun's come out. That's nice. The, I, <laughs> but the worm washing line fell fell down, so I haven't yeah, been doing oh, that. That's true. Yeah, yes, it fell down. So yes, I've been having to hang washing off a tree since then. So oh, so you still know. are sticking out with the despite the dryer and stuff. You are sticking well, through no, with the hole. Well, now we're we're being more careful with energy, aren't we? both for the planet and for the incredibly high energy bills. Quite right, Mum, quite mm. right. What do you think about podcasts that spend ages, like, chatting at the beginning and don't get to it? Um, well, that, that's often the best bit, isn't it? Well, it's really... Because sometimes it is, and then sometimes... <laughs> I, this is what I mean, but sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, guys... I've seen the title. When are we going to get to the bit about bisexuals? When are we going to get to the bit about bisexuals and stop talking about rain and... Um, your washing line and your washing well we could start playing it's raining men that would kind of be i think i think we're gonna get a copyright strike if we do that oh okay yeah but you know listen if you're happy to pay the fees we'll do it (laughs) well no i'm not okay so the other day we were talking and i Mm -hmm. apologize as i always do because we start talking you say something that sounds interesting and i say mum don't talk to me about that Save it for the podcast. And obviously, <laughs> as 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 it's you, half the stuff you say, I think, 
Hang on a minute. That's that's genius. Say that for the podcast. Oh, well, you don't. So, you, you say oh, you don't believe it. Whatever I say, you don't. You <laughs> fact checked everything. I'm everything. That, I am literally that Twitter account. What was it? Fact check UK, and I do fact check everything that you say. Yeah. But something you said the other day, which I found really, really interesting, and you started talking about it, and now I want you to explain it in more detail. And that's why we're going to be talking about bisexual people today, because you were saying that when you when you have a client. In that first session, you ask them a few questions about themselves, including things like, how do you identify in your gender, in yourself? And also, how do you identify in your sexual orientation? Is that right? Questions like that? Well, I mean, it comes it comes up, not not always in the first session and not always what's your gender identity, because that's... Right. It's not appropriate. It depends on the situation. Well, it, it depends on the situation, yeah, because sometimes people have already said... But if it's sex therapy, then I, then I absolutely would, yes. Mm. But for people, even when it's not sex therapy, I do tend to ask how they identify sexually. Mm. And what I've found is that when you ask that question, sometimes people go away and think about it. Sometimes people answer and immediately they know. And it's not always the answer you're expecting. But mm. quite often they'll go away and think about it and they'll come back and say, you know, I've been thinking about it and I think I'm bisexual. That happens yes. a lot. Yes. That's that's what I said that I think you were interested in, right? That's exactly it. Because, mm. I mean, I can't remember what the statistics are on this as well. I, I seem to remember um, something like 10% of people are gay or bisexual, which I remember blew my mind. Because when I was a kid, I used to think it was obviously 50-50. That just made so much more sense to me that it would be 50% people were gay and 50% people were straight. I didn't realise that bisexual was a thing. All that sort of stuff. But yeah. whatever the statistics are, it's interesting that you say that a lot of people do, at least in, in, in this setting where, you know, they're meant to be completely honest and open. And they can be because you're impartial. They will say, yeah, I'm bisexual. Yeah. So just so we know, what is bisexuality? Well, it's really interesting. Bisexuality is is interest in in difference and the same if you like. So you you are interested in somebody who is not not your gender and who is your gender. So you're mm. sexually attracted to both. Yeah. So as opposed to pansexuality which takes in every possibility, mm. we're probably with bisexuality talking more about binary genders, but not everybody agrees. Other people would say it's exactly the same thing as pansexuality. Mm. Um it just depends who you are. So there will be there will be different definitions depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. But generally traditionally it's been the same and different. Yeah, exactly. So that was something I was going to ask about because I guess for some people that's the issue that they've got here because when I was growing up, so I only knew bisexuality. I thought you were either gay, you were straight, or you are bisexual and that was basically it. Mm. And I think that was the case for a lot of people and so they identify now as bisexual because that was the term that was used at the time that made sense to them. Now mm. that we have the term pansexual and they, they still use bisexual, some people use that almost as a as a as a stick to beat them with because they're like oh you're not pan you're bisexual you're not pansexual you don't like trans people but as we say that i think comes down to semantics mm. right yeah yeah i mean there were there are people who disagree but yeah i guess but yeah i mean people do beat people up for being bisexual as well i mean they don't literally beat them up but they mm -mm -mm. but they say you should and people beat themselves up as well you sh you shouldn't sit on the fence and quite mm. often people are treated as if it's a phase they're going through and they're going to yeah. grow out of it and it's it's but 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 when you think about it it's much more likely that people will be bisexual than straight if you think about it because but I mean, I know there are people that would argue with that and say it's natural to be attracted to the opposite gender. Mm. But 
But why is it? Because historically, that hasn't always been the case. And we didn't have all these labels like gay Mm. and straight and stuff. At one time, people just, you know, were attracted to people. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you, you're. It's, I've written all these questions. You're almost rifling through the answers already. I'm so but, sorry. But th- this is some of the things that people say with bisexuality. Is it a phase? You know, it's always the classic thing of mm. girls exploring their sexuality or boys at boarding school, that sort of thing. And it's like maybe it's just a phase before you, you know, you get back to the, you know, what you're supposed to the straight and narrow, or you choose a side and you, you choose gay or straight. So some people say that, um, and you're going to come down one way or the other. Um, but but that make, that makes an interesting point, doesn't it? Because mm. if if there's if you're at boarding school and you're interested in sex and there's nobody but your own sex around and you mm. and you have sex with them, then that just goes to show how fluid people are, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. Because if you were really, really, really straight, you wouldn't do that. Mm. Mm, exactly. So it's not that it's a phase that you're going through. They, the interest in the opposite person, it's lack of opportunity. You know, it's mm. it's, it's what the or lots of opportunities. Or, what the opportunity is, and yeah. here's the opportunity, boys. If it's boys or girls, if it's girls, you know, it's you. You take what you can get, don't you? Well, this is quite a big philosophical Apparently. question. Then is do you think that we are we are all born bisexual slash pansexual, and it's only our uh, nurture and nature that makes us anything different. I think that that that's very possible, isn't it? I mean, it's it's yeah. very very possible. I know when I was growing up, there was a everyone was very jokey about about being gay, and it, it was kind of not okay. It was very mm-hmm. definitely not okay. So I think I've been brought up with the kind of idea: oh, well, you can't be that. Yeah, you know yeah. that was that was definitely the idea at the time. Yeah, which so, is, you know, due to all sorts of factors. I mean, hmm. the part of the reason for that is we are in, I think we can safely still say, we are still in a heteronormative society. Hmm. That meaning that the society through, and we're talking from law down to, you know, politics, hmm. schooling, all these sorts of things, mm-hmm. they are focused on the nuclear family and they are focused on heterosexual relationships, mm. first and foremost. That's why when you do sexual education at school, it's like, right, how do men and women make a baby mm. rather than, you know... Stuff about relationships. Exactly. And you can mm. see different types of relationships, mm. gay, lesbian, Although some schools are better than... I mean, some schools are really great about it and, and, you know, and do, do do a really good job, but some... Some yeah, but and it even comes down to our our culture and our and our TV shows. Obviously, we're getting better now. We've got some great stuff um, out there, uh, some great TV shows coming through. But I, ma- I imagine, like when you were like you were talking about before, when you were growing up, and I think when I was growing up, these things weren't seen on screen. And I always come back to this: the number of people we've had on this podcast, and we said, "How was your sex education?" And they go, "Oh, I never saw myself on screen, so I didn't feel represented, or I didn't mm. feel like I could, or mm. you know, this is how I thought relationships went because of." what I saw on TV, it has such an effect on us we don't realise. So that's mm. this heteronormative society we're talking about when we talk about that. And that's why things like bisexuality come often with that level of, oh, is this just a phase? People going, come down and want difficulty, exactly, yeah. in the individual yeah. and others' experience. But I mean, it's not, just, it's, not just, it's, it's not just straight people who, who tell bisexual people that they should or, or give the idea that there's something wrong with, with being bisexual. Mm. I mean, some gay people do it as well. You know, say, come on, you know, be one thing or the other. You're really gay, aren't you? And things like that. I mean, mm. it, you know, that anybody can judge and people yeah. do. And people do. Mm. I mean, this is something that I think is interesting that people want to, might want to hear about. Because um, as I always do, I look up this stuff on Google and see what people on Google are asking. And oh, yeah. one of the things that comes up, one of the terms that comes up is bisexual, but with a preference. And mm. I think there's, there is a word for this. So bisexual, but 
heteroromantic, meaning essentially that you are bisexual. You are sexually attracted to two genders, male and female. However, you would only really consider dating or being romantic with your opposite gender if you are yeah. bisexual but heteroromantic. And that quite often changes too. And that, Yeah, exactly. I'm sure and, it would. And a lot but, of people do that until they've got kids and then they and then they change. And then they are fully bisexual. Or, or yeah, or gay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Because, so, and I know, because I know someone personally who is bisexual but lesbian romantic. She can't see herself dating a guy. Yeah. She finds him hot. But she mm. can't see herself dating one, but she mm. can and does uh, date women. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and that's really, really understandable, isn't it, when you think about... Yeah, well, men. it's very understandable. I'm a straight guy. It's very understandable for me. I'm like, I can look at guys and be like, he's fit or whatever. But I, you know, I understand that. There's something about me that wants to date women, that, that I guess I am heteromantic and mm, heterosexual, which is a bit boring and annoying, but there you go. But I wonder whether with people like that, because I think some people hear that, oh, you're bisexual but heteromantic, and I think they think, I'll pick a side for God's sake, because it's like, oh, you're going to be heteromantic. What, so you're going to be heterosexual like like everyone else in this heteronormative society, but you're going to be bisexual on the side. You're going to have fun with girls or boys mm. when it when it makes sense to you. And I think, again, that adds to this thing where people you know, just can't I think, be... Yeah, I think there's a thing too. I mean, we're both straight, so I think it makes it, I think it makes it more difficult to, to have these conversations. I feel really uncomfortable even just saying other people say this because mm. it's so horrible. It, I mean, I've seen yeah, what it's yes, like for people yeah. on the receiving end and it's not something that you think about if it doesn't apply to you. I mean, if you've thought about it and you've thought, yeah, okay, I am straight, then an awful lot of problems are taken away immediately. I mean, you mm. you just you don't have to. Then then you can just stop thinking. Whereas yeah. for for people who are not binary in in some direction, then it's it's more complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it's much more complicated. And I tell you what pisses me off more than anything. Yes, when bring pe- the heat, man. Bring the heat. Yeah. Well, it's when when people say things like, "Well, it doesn't bother me." What people are, I don't know why they're worried about it. I'm okay with whatever they do. And, mm. you know, it's them and what they do. And, yeah. you know, I'm not bothered by them. Oh, thanks for allowing it, you know. Yeah. And I'm always I'm glad scared. Glad we got your green light. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm always scared if you're straight and you're talking about something that isn't directly within your experience that other people, are, that you're going to get it wrong. And, I mean, mm. it really, really worries me getting it wrong. Of course, of course. And upsetting somebody because it's so easy to do. So people, and so the microaggressions, you know, when you say, oh, I don't mind them, the minute you've said that, you've just, You've just, you know, you've just really insulted people. That, it's my least, this is my least favourite word in this whole discourse. Tolerance and tolerant. Oh, God. I, uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, 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 I tolerate that. I tolerate it. Absolutely, yeah. I tolerate it. What does that mean? That How sounds like it, it sounds like you, you're at a dinner and there's an annoying kid at another table and you're and someone's like, oh, we should complain about the kid. And you go, no, 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 come on, just tolerate it. That's what it sounds like. So don't ever use the word I'm blah blah tolerant, or I'm yeah, tolerant of this. Exactly. Horrible, horrible word. Horrible. Um, but obviously, yeah, it's difficult to talk about this sort of thing. There are going to be so, headlines now saying, "Kane Diggs don't tolerate gay sex." Don't tolerate this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Intolerant of gay sex. Hmm. But but I think that brings up an interesting thing because you know I've just mentioned bisexual, we mentioned pansexual, we mentioned hetero romantic, lesbian romantic, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Is there a need for labels? No. 
No, you, and there never used no. to be. No, 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 no. Well, right, okay. So some people, I mean, I, if you want to feel that you're part of a community and if you want support for the way you are, then a label can be really, really helpful. Any kind mm. of label can be really, you know, it's like it's like if you've got um, a bad knee and you don't know why you've got a bad knee and you go to the doctor and they say, oh, you've got so-and-so and you go, oh, I've got bad knee syndrome. Okay, I know what it is now and I can feel better about it. And then it. you go around going, I've got bad knee syndrome. And well, that's no, you how might, you present you, yourself. Well, you might meet other people with a bad knee and you might be able to go, how did you make yeah. your knee feel better? And they'll say, oh, I rubbed it or I put heat on it or whatever. And I then rubbed all of a, it. I, I, yeah. while, I, while I'm talking to you, I'm rubbing my knee, which isn't bad, but anyway. Um, but but you know what I mean? That, that if, if you feel part of... Stop laughing. Yeah. If you Sorry. feel part of a community, yeah. then that can be great. But on the other hand, is there any need... For, for a label because people are the way they are people are just people and why do we have to put labels on things because the minute you start putting people into discrete into- groups then they start to take against one another well and also i suppose by putting someone in a group if someone comes up to you and goes hey i'm this then you go well what do i know about those things and you think about all the stereotypes that you think about them and all that sort of stuff and then you mm. start to put them in a box mm. and also similarly if you identify with a certain label you might then start to put yourself in whatever box you think fits that label however i think labels it's really tough with labels because like you say they can be so pressurizing like we've just talked about for those two reasons mm. but I do ha- I think they're very helpful in identifying. And I'll give you an example. Mm. What we were talking about earlier, I remember Jess, who was on the podcast, obviously did two bonus episodes with us, wonderful Jess, your daughter, my sister, told me once, she was like, you know, she said, listen, mate, when we were, when we were kids, she was like, we're bisexual until proven gay or straight or otherwise. And I said, that is genius. I loved mm. it. I thought, yeah, of course, we're all born bi. Probably now I'd say we're all born pan. And, you know, whatever. So I went off to uni being like, well, hey, put on my uniform, I'm bisexual. Went into uni, told everyone I was bisexual to prove straight or gay. Now, this wasn't an issue. However, in in reality and in truth, you know, let's say when I go to a to a nightclub or whatever, you know, I'm I'm not looking at any guys. I unfortunately, you know, I'll I'll be I will look at a girl and go, wow, she's really beautiful, whatever, all that sort of stuff. Unfortunately, I think I am straight. So, but whilst I was going around at uni, being like to everyone, I'm bisexual and to proving straight or gay or otherwise some gay men that I was friends with would, you know, try and they, yeah, would, flirt would, with me and stuff. Would, and, would flirt with you, would be interested in and, you, and, yeah. And sometimes to the point where, so then when I would say, oh, no, they, like, some people were not happy. They felt like friends of theirs had lied to them because I'd been telling their friends, oh, you know, I'm, I'm buying. They thought, oh, yeah, well, green light, go ahead. That sort of thing. I do think it's helpful in identifying. How old were you then? I mean, you were 18 when you went to university. That's and you were not still that young. Saying, that's not that young. No, it's that's not what that. I mean. no, yeah, no, oh, sorry, I what thought, I mean I thought is, you were going to say that, it. I, I, it, no, you I thought you were about to let me off the hook. No, yeah, I know, you I know. were old yeah. enough to know better. You should have. You should have been over that. You should not have been running around showing off, going, "I'm." You know. Can you imagine? I know. I, mean, I know. No wonder they were cross with you. I don't blame them. Exactly. But this is what I'm saying. No, but I'm, this is what I'm saying. And I think sometimes it's just it's just helpful, isn't it? I'm I'm degree. I'm straight. Brilliant. We all know where we are. I'm degree. I'm gay. Brilliant. We all know where we are. Do you know what I mean? So I do think, and also it's that sense of. Well, that's the other thing that pisses me off. That is the other, other, other thing. Everybody was assumed to be straight until until proved otherwise in the olden days, right? And that, so people now complain 
that they can't tell because there are so many people who aren't straight. Because in the olden days, if somebody wasn't straight, they would still pretend they were. And say, mm-hmm. and say, say you approached a you know a gay woman and you were a man and you said, oh, will you come out with me for a nice cup of coffee? And they'd go, oh no, sorry, I have a boyfriend. Instead of no, I don't like dick, you know, or whatever. That is from an accredited sex and relationship therapist. If you are a lesbian woman and you want to know how to get rid of a man for hitting on you, just just lower your voice and go, no, "No, I don't like dick. (laughs) Don't, that's so (laughs) offensive, Diggory. You said it. Um, You literally just said it. Well... Bloody hell, I didn't mean it like that. You, you tie yourself up in knots. Oh, it's my God, I've just no. been offended so many people. I'm so Who's sorry, I apologise. That? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm offended, so I'm assuming other people are as well. well I think it's bloody hilarious. I didn't mean to cause offence. But you know what I mean, though? Why Why should you have to have a big flipping signpost on somebody that says, I'm this or that? Why can't you just get to know somebody and see if they're attracted to you? Because, you know, you might be straight. You might be 100% straight digs and up mm. might come, you know, Superman. And you might suddenly go, oh, my God. I love now, you. Now, listen, I am not closed off for that in myself. There is absolutely no chance. I've thought about it enough that I that I think if, if the right person came along and I was looking at them the same way I was looking at girls, absolutely. I'd jump into that with both hands. But I just suppose for now, it's with both hands. <laughs> hands first, head first. I don't know what that means. I jump into it with my hands. Both okay. Feet. So... You, you're right, and there's no way I'm closing off that. But for now, it's a useful shorthand for me. And can I make one final point of this just because, I, like you said before, about building communities, sense of identity, that's why it's called pride. I am proud to be a gay man, and there's something about me being a man. That's the gender I am, and me being with other men, the gender they are, and I am proud of that. And that I find that beautiful, and I mm. love that. And I, I think that is something that, that, yes, labels do have this terrible downside, but then you have that upside. And I think that's really nice as well. So it's a, it's a really interesting debate, but so we're on the fence. Yeah, let's go with on the let's go on the fence. Brilliant. Yeah, that's what Wonderful. we'll label ourselves. We're on the okay. fence about this. Perfect. Fine. All right. Brilliant, Mum. I've got some Google questions for you. Ooh. Just to finish this off, because we're Google talking about bisexuality. For oh. Yes, these are questions that people look up on Google. Some of the most um, we've got two here. Um, these are Google's most asked questions about bisexuality. We've actually covered most of them because most of them make sense. But these are two that I just want to get your, your thoughts on. Okay, here's number one. Can bisexual people get pregnant? Oh, yes. Why, why on earth couldn't they? Thank you. Yeah, that is one of Google's most commonly asked questions it's for bisexual not. people. Mum, I don't make the rules, baby. <laughs> Can not. bisexual people get pregnant? That is that is really high up there. That is really high up there. Wow. So just to confirm, everyone, yes, bisexual people can get pregnant. As long as they have the right tools within them, they can. Well, uh, yes, and they and they have some sperm, you know. Yeah, but as long yeah, as they've exactly. got some sperm, an egg and some sperm, uh, sperm and some egg, they're good to go. Good to go. Um, second and final question for this Google questions: Can bisexual people marry? Yes, and they do. Very often they do. Of course they do. And otherwise, I wouldn't be asking people, how do you identify? Because this is what happens to bisexual people quite often. You look at who they're with. If it's a girl with a girl, you say yes. gay girl. If it's a girl with a boy, you say straight couple. Yeah. And, and you know, what... And their identity is invisible. And their identity is completely lost. Yeah, invisible. What they need is a badge. <laughs> 
Jinx! No, 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 no. No, I'm only kidding. But that's the thing. And I think what you I imagine, do correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're trying to say here is we need to, this is part of the heteronormative society we live in. Mm. And we need to rid ourselves of looking at people and going, they're straight. And that's why. Or they're gay. And ask we the assume, ask the questions. But until mm. then, they are, they are, Bisexual pan, we'd have to imagine. Or we don't even imagine well, what their sexuality is at all. don't imagine anything. You just, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm you, trying you to label them again. Know. I can't help Stop it. it. Yeah. You don't know what people are until you know. And, and anyway, what they tell you today might not be what they tell you tomorrow and they might change yeah. their minds. Flexibility. Hmm. Is, is a whole part of it. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Okay, I feel like I've come a long way. You've, you're um, a flexisexual. I think that is actually a thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Well, have a bite on this, you flexitarians. We'll be back with your questions and more after that riveting chat in part two right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the mailbag, send Katie queries to podcast at hatch.com. It's the mailbag, send Katie queries, podcast at hatch.com. Welcome back to part two of the Real Sex Education, where we open our mailbag. This is your chance to have your sex and relationship questions and conundrums answered by Kate, an accredited sex and relationships therapist. If you have a question, you can send it in to us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Real Sex Ed Pod, or email us with podcast at hatchet.com and we'll keep your anonymity safe. Is that the quickest I've ever read that out? You read that really, really, really fast. Yeah. I mean, there's one podcast I listen to where the guy just, he just says things way too quickly and it's actually quite Ooh. annoying. Maybe I should actually go through and do that again. But I won't, because I think it's quite impressive. If you want to find out how to email us, just check the bloody bio of the episode. All right, Mum. First question. Are you ready? Potty mouth. Sorry. Hi, Kate and Diggory. Mm-hmm. My problem is that I have recently gone off sex with my partner, though he is kind and supportive and has been very understanding about this. If anything, he is too nice. Is it possible that I could just be one of those people who prefers bad boys? My sex life started not so well when a boy went too far when I was 15. I got over that and have had a very active and enjoyable sex life until now. I thought I loved my boyfriend, but since we moved in together, the spark has gone and I almost find his love irritating. Do you think there is any hope for us? Thank you. Ooh. Interesting. Initial thoughts. Well, there are a couple of clues in there, really. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which is clues yeah Sherlock Holmes. Okay. about what might be going yeah well you've got to look for them haven't you absolutely so, you're quite right um it's quite common 
for people to um, find that their relationship changes when they move in together. And we've had this conversation yes. before, haven't we? Where, A lot, Where yeah. once you get over the honeymoon period, once you commit, the hormones switch off and you feel differently, particularly about sex. And mm-hmm. once you've committed to somebody, they become much, much, much more important. And so mm. once they're more important, there's more to lose. And you and you may be frightened of getting too close to them because you, they might find you out or you, you, there's more to lose. And you don't you don't want to be too close in case they in case you lose them and you're on your own. There's all of that going on. And sometimes people worry about being taken over by somebody and being kind yeah. of subsumed into them. And there's a little bit of a clue that that might be the case here because she says he's too nice. So mm. almost too nice. Right. So there's that. She also says she had a bad first experience. So there's mm. sexual abuse in there. And there's a lot of research. And I hate to label people in this way, but there is a lot of research and also a lot of anecdotal evidence that people who have been sexually abused tend to go off and sort of prove to themselves that they they haven't been they haven't been ruined by it, that they can have a lovely sex life and they can be swinging from the chandeliers and having a great time. And that generally works really, really well until the point where they fall in love. Mm. And at that point, then it becomes difficult because right. the person who abused them is quite often someone they trusted. And so yeah. then they really, really trust this person and it triggers all those feelings about what happened to them in the past. And so it's this person's situation is 100% normal. It's mm. normal to feel this way when you've been through those experiences. And you don't have to believe that you've gone off your partner or that there's no hope for you. But I would seriously, strongly advise some sort of work on abuse. Now, the reason that a lot of people don't do any work on their abuse is because they're frightened that they're going to have to repeat the same old story over and over and over again and that, they'll, and that that will be too too awful and they won't be able mm. to, to do it. But in fact, with modern trauma therapy like EMDR, that's not what happens. You have to go there a bit, but it's quick, it's effective. And now more and more and more and more sex therapists are using EMDR before people start the actual therapy. So, they, so they're using it to deal with this sort of thing. And then they deal with putting the sex life back together if that's needed. So mm-hmm. I think what this person's experiencing is normal. Yes, there is lots and lots and lots of hope for you. I would talk to someone about it. I'd talk to a sex therapist um, yeah. or a trauma therapist and see what you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was obviously that that came because I because I sort of thought well we've got that first bit of the paragraph, and then you've got the second bit of the second paragraph which all makes sense, mm. and you just have that line in there, you know, just that line is so important mm. um, that adds that context because it's clearly on the mind, mm. you know, because you, you know when it says I got over it, I'm not obviously you know I I don't, I don't know, but it's the kind of thing where you're like well if you got over it you might not bring it up now, do you know what I mean? Obviously. That sort of thing probably never goes away. It's about coping rather than getting well, over it. But you know, people, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people, very, very, very understandably, do not want to think that they continue to be affected by a bad thing that happened to them, and they don't want mm. to admit it, and they don't to themselves. And that's one of the reasons why they may have such a great sex life because they're kind of saying, "Hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm doing all right." So I, I would understand it if if this person said, "No, that's all a load of rubbish." Um, mm. But it may not be. And yeah, um, and, and there's certainly, yeah, it's definitely something to explore. So um, let me ask this question then. We talked about before what can happen if you do move in together and the effect that that can have. You might be having less sex because 
now you're so close you're worried about getting any closer or you're well, that's now... usually unconscious you're not you're usually not right. sort of consciously aware that that's oh, what's going oh, yeah. on yeah exactly oh yeah yeah but that might be the reason why mm. and similarly the reason might be why you're like oh i don't want to have sex with them because i feel constricted by you now and i funny enough was reading a book this morning i don't know if you know this book <laughs> um, i do know it's that called book the relate guide to sex and intimacy by kate campbell mm. um whatever happened to her mm. and um there's a, a couple of lines, well, I say a couple of lines, there's paragraphs, whole pages on this about almost how to keep your relationship going. And one of the big, one of the big issues and one of the big stumbling and one of the big hurdles is moving in together. Yeah. And you talk in the book about, you know, your old life freedoms. Sometimes you can feel like they've gone and distance when you sometimes long distance relationships, you know, the heart grows fund, all that sort of stuff. You can't wait to have the same postcode mm. or the same address. Mm. And then once you get there, all the things that you could overlook, you know, the small little things in the mm. honeymoon period, now they become, they become amplified. Are they blaming the relationship rather than the circumstances here? Do they just need oh. some space and some time apart? Yeah, people do that all the time. They blame, they, they think, and it, it, and, and it is true of, you know, periods in your life which go badly. The one, th- if you've, particularly if you've had lots of upheaval and catastrophes, the one, the one stable thing is often the relationship. And so the relationship gets blamed because that's been there throughout all yeah. these awful things. Whereas what mm. you should be thinking is, hey, it's been there throughout, which means it's strong and stable not it caused it come on now yeah that's beautiful it is and it but it's true it's so true yeah yeah but also it's true yeah but it's not the way people look at it they say oh Mm. you know the the relationship oh it used to be like this and of course you when you and i'm always saying this as well when you go on a date you know you're going to have sex you know chances are if you go on a date you'll think well all right Diggs, not you but you know he would not do that (laughs) gentle listener um (laughs) but oh that's good that's really hurt my feelings okay sorry go on (laughs) well you were just making a face like a skeptical face yeah but what yeah what you mean is when you say your partner's invited you out they say oh let's go out for dinner and drinks and like maybe we'll come back to mine and watch film afterwards yeah and so you you can naturally assume you there's a chance and and if you've done that a couple few times before you probably think oh we're on a date so chances are we'll have sex of some description yeah. on this date and yeah. so you probably would have a shower and change your underwear i hope you would and um mm-hmm. and you'd you know shave your legs and put your pretty knickers on and things like that however and you prepare however, however you, you feel comfortable whatever and sexy you do, whatever yeah. you do yeah that makes exactly. you feel good about yourself right yeah. you're not doing that when you're living with somebody you can't be constantly running off and having a shower and shaving your legs can you i mean it's impossible you're living your normal life where you're not at your best the whole time and so mm. because you don't feel because you haven't got yourself in that sexy frame of mind you're not ready for sex when your partner is maybe your partner's constantly ready for sex and comes yeah. and appears when you're just lifting a casserole out of the oven and you say oh mm. oh right i'm 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 cooking you know i'm all hot and sweaty and i'm you know actually take your hands off my bum and and, right so 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 you timing is is difficult you're closer if you spend a lot of time together if you spend long periods together you become like brother and sister the worst thing and i'm always saying this as well (laughs) sex therapists do not like couples who come in and say oh we're soulmates because soulmates don't have sex soulmates have to be the same don't they because they're soulmates and if there's no difference there's no attraction what do you you know you know you may as well just have solo sex yeah 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 and and it feels more and you feel more like brother and sister 
or maybe even mother and son or something like that. So Just then, best friends, yeah. Yeah, best, but, but, but more than best friends, you start to feel like family. And then there is a kind of mm. innate incest taboo which kicks in and goes, whoa, can't, don't want to have sex with that person. And not a sexy porn Way too one. close. An actual proper, like, no, I actual, don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so real aversion can kick in. And mm. you have to unravel that and get back to being lovers again, rather than, you know, these busy friends that, that well, you know. Yeah, or, yeah. This, see one another cutting their toenails and. Yeah, mm, and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, stuff I think like that, that. I mean, if I'm allowed to say, sometimes I feel like over-familiarity. Breeds contempt. Is that is that the phrase? Yeah, and revulsion, oh, dear, oh, dear. to be honest. And, revol- I mean, and so that's why, you know, I may have made this mistake in previous relationships where you sort of think, oh, you know, we're, we're going out, like, it's fine. Like, I can just walk around, like, mm. naked or whatever. Like, so, but you kind of got to keep Close a bit of that mystery. Close the lavatory door. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Close yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's an important part of that. Okay, mm. fascinating stuff. What about this then? Is my partner too nice um, do you hear that a lot? Yeah, the idea, do I just like bad boys? That sounds I, like somebody yeah. who's trying to find a reason for what they're feeling. The idea that you're only attracted to people who are going to hurt you, well, some some people are because that's what they know, because that's what they've always had. But she mm. has been attracted to this man. She still mm. is in lots of ways. And so I think that, that that's the important thing. The attraction is there. They are a couple. Mm. And all the other stuff and all the other stuff. I mean, it's just extraneous noise, really. I think that's very interesting is that, you know, you, you've found this guy attractive, you had all this stuff, and then suddenly you're like, could I just be one of those people who just prefers bad boys? Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. It's very interesting, though. Bad boys might be something we, we want to look at in a future episode, oh, yeah. I think. That would oh, be yeah. fun. We I could mean, look, definitely bad look boys, at bad boys. Bad boys are fun, yeah. Bad boy, Mom, steady, Mom, Jesus. What? I don't know. Um, but also, well, no, they're, fun, find... they're, fun, they're fun in a kind of existential way. They're fun to look at you know not not to look at physically but i mean they're fun to examine not examine yes, exactly do you know oh, what i mean fucking hell. yeah i do i think do i think Language. so do you know what you mean yeah sorry <laughs> okay but but that makes me think because the thing is i'm thinking about that but then i think oh we talk we've, we've covered daddy issues if we do bad boys like what is the what what can we talk about for about women what are some of the uh stereotypes about types of women you can date because we've done sort of types of men you know like daddy like i said daddy issues mm. if we're going to talk about bad boys but I'm trying to think, what are they? Cougars? That's the one. We'll do that. <laughs> Our right, next okay. question, if you're ready. Yeah. Um, our next question is this. I have depression and anxiety that I take medication for. Mm. I've met people who I really liked, but I worry about when I should tell them or what they'll think if they find out. I get anxious to meet them and they think I'm pulling away and then one of us ends things. I'm scared to get into new relationships. When should I tell someone new? Oh, that's really that's really sweet and sad, isn't it? Mm. Um, but lots and lots and lots of people take medication for depression. Um, yeah. They do, and the chances are, when you tell somebody, they'll they'll also say, "Yeah, so do I," um, yeah, because there's a lot of it about. So, um, so that's not something that I would, you know, expect you you listener to be particularly worried about. It sounds like you're a little bit shy. Um, and and which is which is difficult or that you might have overshared at some point um mm. because sometimes people on the first date start telling the other person everything about themselves and oh I've had this really terrible problem with depression and you know I'm not very good company and you know they they say things they blurt it all out and then of course the other person thinks oh this sounds like hard work and they 
don't have a second date. So I think you just get to know somebody because because information about your lives comes out gradually, doesn't it, when you're talking? Mm. And, you know, one day you might, it might just be appropriate to say, well, you know, I, I, I take medication for depression it, it, when it's appropriate to say that. But I mean, mm. there, I don't think there's a rule that says, oh, yeah, fifth date, you can you can talk about it. Um, yeah. It might be that the relationship's going quite slowly and you're keeping it on a very superficial level and you're just talking about fun things for a long time. Or it may be mm. that it gets deeper more quickly. But, you, you you know, it can be difficult to get gauge, but I certainly wouldn't blurt everything out at once. I'd, I'd mm. let it all out gradually. Not because there's a stigma around mental health, but because you can frighten somebody off just by being intense. Yeah, and you can frighten yourself. Um, which is nothing to do with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by you think, oh, no, I shouldn't have given away too much. You know, mm. in, in turn, because you will then fear that... that you- you might fear you're giving away too much mm. when actually they're cool with it, but you might get into your own head about it. Mm. I, I kind of wish this question had a bit more information just yeah. because I wonder whether, you know, it's how the depression and anxiety present themselves for this particular person because mm. it depends on, on how it affects you. Because if it's the kind of thing where you get a few dates down the line, you start being anxious to see them at all or you're not yourself around them and that sort of thing, then, you know, maybe that's what they're worried about and that's what they're afraid of. So it'd be interesting to know how it affects them and why they think that would be bad for these relationships. Because these people find you great as well. And it sounds like you, they have, yeah. you have several dates with them. So I don't think it necessarily well, the, the other needs thing to be is, said at any time soon. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you know, everybody, everybody is at some time has some sort of depression everybody has some sort of anxiety at some time mm. and mm. i think you let those you can let those things define you and you you know it's almost as if they think whoever this is thinks they have to confess to these things and and really you don't you know mm. you're not defined by them they are parts of you that pop up from time to time and there are ways of there are ways of working with them so that's mm. the other thing. It's not just medication that controls depression and anxiety. There are other ways of doing it too, um, yeah. which might be worth exploring. Yeah, there you go. Wonderful. Mm. Right. Well, guys, that's all we have time for. And I just wanted to say again, a big thank you to everyone in this series for being so brilliant and fab and continue to support the podcast. If you're enjoying it, then please do give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify. I have a rating system now. Uh, wherever you're listening Ooh. to this now, please follow us on Instagram. We're at Real Sex Ed Pod, um, Twitter as well. And most importantly, tell someone. But like, there's nothing more powerful than the word of mouth. So that's your homework for this week. Maybe tell someone <laughs> about the podcast, get them listening as well. And and uh, we'll get their thoughts on bisexuality and, and all that good fun stuff. Mum, thank you as ever for giving us your unrivaled wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Diggory. That's very kind. And we'll see you next week for some more real sex education. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Sex Education, which is hosted by Diggory Waite and Kate Campbell. The show is produced by Diggory Waite and the executive producer is Claire Broughton. The Real Sex Education is a hat-trick podcast. This podcast is based on the real-life relationship between Diggory Waite and his mother, accredited sex therapist Kate Campbell. The show is therefore inspired by, but otherwise unrelated to, the TV show Sex Education. But yes, Diggory does wish his mother was played by Gillian Anderson. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.